the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock, start the kickback Hey yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that And feel like you in the game playing for real It's like royalty, so nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Cowboy, joined as always by your favorite three-man booth, Cowboy Senior, John D'Amato, as we head out of Conference Championship Weekend into our off week and heading into Super Bowl Weekend. We're going to do what we always do for new listeners we generally give you two shows during this time period. Um, we do a show during this first week here where we take a look back at the conference championship games. That's what you're listening to now. And then next week, you'll get our full Super Bowl preview. So with that said, joined as always by Cowboy Senior and John, as has become customary, I'm going to turn it over to Senior. Oh, and I didn't. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, well... I mean, senior. It's been five, six weeks in a row. You're you're gonna have to yeah. be prepared at one point okay. or another. Okay, I'll wing it. Yeah, the conference championship games were fun. They were both competitive. Um, any of you who are looking for gambling advice, I hope you didn't follow me as I went 0 and 2 in my picks. Although at halftime in the uh, NFC game, I was feeling pretty good about my pick, but that changed really, really fast. Um, not not that not that we're a gambling podcast, senior, no. but. But for those folks who did choose the Lions, as long as they were not on the money line, that would have, uh, I believe that would yeah, have been available. Yeah, they did cover the spread. That's true. But I did pick them to win the game, though. But, uh, yeah, the games were fun. The games were fun. On the vitriol side, you want to look for something? We, I ended last week's show by saying, fuck Ed Cooley. And I heard that chant about 975 times at the dunk Saturday, <laughs> the amp, rather, Saturday was a really fun day and uh the Hoyas made it competitive but Devin Carter put on a Superman cake for the last two minutes of the game our Friars beat Ed Cooley's ass and we we serenaded him the whole game with chants like fuck Ed Cooley or where's your mistress and all those <laughs> other good ones and going with the Where's Your Mistress chant, which is something I didn't know, which I just found out in recent days. I actually saw it on YouTube. I can't even believe it, but Ed's wife actually went to the game and she walked out about four or five minutes <laughs> into it. That might have been the chant that that, for, that sent her out the door. I don't know, but <laughs> she she was absolutely crazy to go. I, I can't believe it. So it was all good. You know, we, we got a lot out of my system and it, it really felt good. And our, our crowd was unbelievable, really. I mean, for you know, you go to a lot of sporting events in your life. We all do, right? Probably you people listening to the show. I mean, can't even count the number of live sporting events I've been to in my life. And I've been to some really fun ones and really crazy ones. This one was unique and it was about as much of an electric crowd as I've ever been involved with in my life. It was an absolute blast. So on that note, we're here to uh, take care of um, talking about the two title games and I'll throw it over to you guys and 
we'll get going because there's, there's there's a lot to get into. The games were really interesting and fun. Thank thank you, senior. We are slowly morphing into this week in Providence College Friars basketball. <laughs> so, two weeks, two weeks in a row, senior. I, I I can't believe I can't believe you didn't talk about Harbaugh. I can't believe yeah. you didn't. You're 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 you you've been clouded by this Cooley thing where you you seem to have kind of forgotten forgotten about the NFL hate. I mean that was yeah. a a total no show by the Harbaugh led Ravens. Horrible yeah. performance. Horrible undisciplined performance, senior. Yeah, they said. They still, they still were right in the game, but yeah, very happy to see Harbaugh gone. I totally agree with that. And the team didn't, they didn't look like they were ready to play. They didn't look very inspired. They made a lot of, a lot of really stupid, undisciplined mental mistakes, as you said, stupid penalties and reaching, trying to something that uh, a coach not named Harbaugh, a coach that's unemployed right now as all the shoes have fallen and nobody hired the hoodie, but was something he, he talked about his, a lot of his players talked about it when stuff like that happened. Uh, he coached them not to reach out with the ball like that. And like first and goal at the one is okay. <laughs> rather than, rather than a touchback and those kind of mistakes in a close game will kill you to the, to the Brown, to the uh, Ravens' credit, their defense really played well. After getting off to a bad start, they kept them in the game. But their offense, Lamar and the offense, and all the all the penalties and dumb plays. Ah, oh, boy, it's good to see him out. Now we don't have to see those commercials. As much as you say you're kind of sick of the the, Kel- the Kelseys and all this, all that stuff. I'd much rather see see that than go through a year of the Harbors on every commercial known to mankind. Screw them. Jim will be back next year in the NFL, and hopefully we won't see either one of them in the Super Bowl. All right. Well said, senior. So as we're, uh, we're alluding to, Chiefs 17, Ravens 10. Um, crazy way to start championship weekend. The Chiefs jumped, jumped out all over the Ravens, and... Um, Scored 17 points in the first first half, and then were held scoreless in the second half. The Ravens, um, unfortunately for them, only able to put up three in the second half. Um, there were turnovers. There were penalties. Lamar Jackson really, really did not play well and is going to, you know, John is going to really have to have to kind of wear this, right? And it... um. It kind of, it, it it reminds me a bit of of Peyton Manning, and people will will maybe not say that now because of the playoff success he ended out having, which I would still argue was middling, um, winning his you know one Super Bowl where with the Broncos at the end where you could have had me playing quarterback and that team would have won the Super Bowl or um, beating Rex Grossman in the other game. But Peyton had this thing, right? Where you know, Kershaw in the, in baseball, amazing, great MVP level player who tends to come up short in the, in the postseason. How much of this do you put on Lamar John versus how, just how good is this chief's defense? Who, I mean, you have to give them credit. Um, but to me, it's tough not to walk away from that game looking at all the pe- all the mistakes and with the final score being 17-10 that Baltimore didn't didn't really 
this this was all set up for them, and they really should have won this game. They left it on the field. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give out you know half half of a credit to each. That definitely the Chiefs' defense has to be uh, praised, and uh, they're uh, they're in a situation they're very fortunate. You see all these. Uh, you see what happened to, to the Eagles. Uh, they they collapsed after they lost their coordinators. They're, they're very fortunate because, you know, the coordinator, Spagnola, he's already had a, a couple shots at, at being a head coach. It doesn't look like, uh, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's not really going to be in demand. He, you know, he kind of failed as a as a head coach. So, But that benefits them because they, they get to keep him year after year. And, um, you know, this is his, uh, as, as a defensive coordinator, this is going to be his fourth Super Bowl, you know, unprecedented with the two different teams. So that, that's kudos to them, but and uh, and you know his only shot in, in the in the future might be if the Chiefs go on to win this game and maybe uh, Andy Reid uh, tips uh, tips out and goes off into retirement and then they they might hand the the reins over to, to Spagnuolo. Otherwise, uh, they're very fortunate that they'll get to keep him you know keep him on as the co- coordinator. And he he definitely knows how to win in the playoffs. Uh, you, know, you know victories over Brady and. Uh, and uh, and uh, also has beaten uh, has has beaten the uh, the 49ers before, so he knows what to do there. But also also yeah, Lamar is going to have that monkey on his back, just like uh, you know you mentioned Manning. Also you know if you want to go further back, uh, Steve Young and uh, and Brett Favre, the same thing. And the only thing that that quieted that quieted the critics was that eventually they had to win one. And uh, and uh, the whispers are always going to be there about Lamar until he wins until he wins one. It's always going to, you know, he's never going to be considered one of the greats until he goes all the way. And uh, definitely a lot of the a lot of the mistakes were, were on him. And uh, and, and for what team you said, just uh, this, you know, a lot of stupid, undisciplined plays. That you know, yeah, you know, I I don't want to praise you, player, praise your old uh, coach who who's uh, your old unemployed coach, but uh, j- just the ridiculous stuff that you would never see out of, out of like a you would never see like a, a Patriot player taunt another guy, get a taunting penalty when you're down by ten points. You'd rarely see a, a Patriot player at all get a taunting penalty, but definitely not you know on stupid flowers you know down by ten. Yeah, a rookie a, too, a, a rookie. Taunting penalty, yeah, yeah, stupid. And also, and ironically, a, a, a penalty. A next Patriot, Kyle Van Noy, also got a stupid uh, a penalty. You know, he, I, he never he never he did anything like that on the bill. Man. Yeah, so just uh, that 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 that's that's got to be on on the coach there. Where uh, they they weren't prepared, but to to put up only ten, 10 points, that you know their defense has got to say, damn, we held uh, we held Mahomes, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, and Kelsey, you know, you know, a lot of Hall of Fames, and I think we held them to seventeen. We we should have, you know, we should have got out of there with a W there, so their defense can hold their head up, even though they did, you know, make penalties and uh, which extended, you know, the 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 time of possession for uh, for the Chiefs and. But uh, def- definitely, uh, you know, the, the the big goat is Lamar, and 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 also, you know, number two would be the the praise of the uh, the Kansas City defense, which doesn't get praise enough. You know, after the game, it's all about oh, you know, Kelsey did this, Mahomes did this, you know, Andy Reid. It's like, you know, the 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 defense is kind of an afterthought. But uh, I guess they like it like that because you know, guys that are. That that are going to be legit, uh, you know, all pros for years and years, like like Snead, like Snead and 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 the other guys, you know, Chris Jones. They 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 don't get as much attention as as the offense, but it, but they're the ones that have carried them through through a lackluster se- regular season, and now they're turning on in the playoffs. And, and also, Mahomes, uh, you know, took a lot of criticism that that game versus uh, 
versus the uh, Bengals, where, where he turned the ball over in, the, in that championship game. And since that game, uh, he's, he's played uh, six playoff games, uh, zero interceptions. And I think he's only had like one lost fumble in those six games. So, it, you know, if you're a quarterback, even if you're not as great as him, when you don't turn the ball over, you're going to give your team a chance to win every time. So He's incredible. I mean, yeah, they came he, out, the Chiefs came out and right down the field, two drives, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah, um, none, none of which the stuff was, that. That that plagued them all year. No, none of the stupid drops. That that that's because you know idiot Tony doesn't even play anymore. You know they forgot about him. Kelsey's got his head together. No drops. Uh, just uh, just clean football. And they did. They cleaned it up for the yeah. playoffs. But I mean, even and then even in the in the second half where they could do nothing on offense. Um, I think a lot of the credit for I mean most of the credit for that goes to the Ravens defense. They were flying around. I mean it's a very very good defense. Um, but when it when it when they needed it. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling made made the catch at the end, right, to to seal the game. Mahomes, yeah. um, what, what was that? That was, uh, that was quite a play call, though, wasn't it? Because all they need, I mean, they took that the game was over with the first down, right? And instead of just trying to throw it to the sticks, because that's what the defense was defending, they have so much faith in Mahomes that. Probably the most likely way a guy gets open is going to be to get behind the defense. And they had faith that Mahomes, that that was a high percentage pass. It was pretty incredible play choice, and it worked. If it didn't work, it would have been criticized. As, uh, why, did, why didn't you just throw, throw the ball just beyond the sticks, you know? But <laughs> they executed it to perfection, and it made sense that that's not what, that's not what the defense was looking for. Yeah, and they played, I mean, Mahomes is obviously... He's amazing. And at this point, right, he's just, you know, he's really kind of just chasing guys like Brady and, and Montana. And no, yeah, I mean, no matter what, no matter what happens now, he's mentioned in the same breath as, as those guys. And as it has a chance, you know, he's just he's a very young guy to, to overtake both those guys. Um, so Chiefs back in the Super Bowl, the Ravens, the, the, the thing that would really bother me as a Ravens fan is it couldn't have been more set up for you than it was this year, right? Yep. You're the be- best team in the league. The Chiefs have had an off year for the Chiefs, right? Or at least regular season. In Baltimore, Lamar MVP. Like if you're if you didn't get it done this year, and when are you when are you? Throw. Well, yeah, yeah. When are you, when are you going to get it done if you didn't get it done this year? Um, so it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real, it's a real tough one for the Ravens and that the flowers play, um, not the taunt, but where he got stripped going into the end zone. That was really an incredible play by Sneed, just an absolutely incredible play by Sneed. I don't totally, I don't put that too much on flowers. He was, I think every player in the league dives for the end zone in that, in that situation. And uh, it was just, reaching out with the ball like that is dangerous. Just a perfect punch out. So. Great play, and then I mean, they still had chances. Lamar's Lamar's interception um, to likely when it was still a ten point game and they were in field goal range, um, in quadruple coverage. It was just a no chance pass at all from the moment it left his hands. Horrible, yeah. It was a really, really awful decision. Yeah. Really awful decision. Because um, even you get three there, and it's a totally different game. Totally different game. Yep. Um, and you got the best kicker in football. So you're probably oh, going to make it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then at the end, you're not down 10, you're down seven. Obviously, right. You guys get the math. It's a, the one score game is a better, a better scenario for the offense than a two score game, but just a real egregious, a real egregious decision. And, um, I really, I, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's a, he's an incredible player. He made an incredible play in this game where he caught his own pass. I thought he was going to take it to the house. It was like a, one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. Um, but they don't get it done. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. So we spend all year, right? All year talking about all the other teams. Calling them and, a mess. And the Chiefs are a mess. And the Chiefs are struggling. <laughs> And then, lo and behold, there they are, the Super Bowl again. Very Brady-esque. Very, very Brady-esque. And um, good good for them. It was a well-deserved victory. So, I moving got, on. Can I, just, can I just throw in? I got a couple more general comments on Harbaugh's Ravens. Um, the thing with Lamar in that game, there had to be at least five or six plays where he took shots down the sideline with one-on-one coverage and overthrew every single one of them. When, when those are the balls that you kind of don't, you know, it's one-on-one, give your receiver a chance to make a play. You might get a pass interference call, you know, that that's when you kind of, kind of risk the interception and even underthrow it a little bit. Don't overthrow it where you have no chance of getting a play. You don't let your, let your receiver have a chance to catch it. And it's one-on-one and on every one of those, he overshot the guys. And then when it's one against three, he put it up for grabs <laughs> you know, on that awful decision in the end zone. So it was asked backwards by him. If there was one he wanted to overthrow, that that would have been it or not throw it. And everyone, I mean, eventually, don't you correct your mistake when you're constantly just overthrowing that same throw down each sideline? So that was a little perplexing. And the other thing that's gone got to bother you a little bit with their game plan they were the leading rushing team in the NFL, and and they didn't even really attempt to yeah, run they, the ball in the game. Yeah, they gave up. Yeah, they gave yeah, up too easy on the run. That's their game, and they had plenty of time. The defense gave them all those possessions, and you're never running the ball. And, you know, you could say that's on the offensive coordinator, but that's on the head coach too, you know. You're really the guy in charge. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? How come we're not running the ball at all, you know? So, screw Harbaugh. He... He, him, and Lamar both choked it away. It felt and like I'm they, taking, it felt I'm like they panicked away from the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs were great. Okay, their defense was unbelievable. Their offense did what they had to do. But you got to say that it's a bit of a choke job by the Ravens too. And I, I mean, I think they panicked when, um, when the um, the game started the way it did. It got them completely out of their game plan. Lamar definitely, like you said, senior missed missed some throws. I think he usually he usually makes. It was just just yeah. a tough a tough I tough mean, day tough day at the office for that. But to like especially when you looked at the matchup going in, the the Chiefs defense is their weakness is is stopping the run. So yeah, you like you would think that they were gonna football. you know between Hill and Edwards and Lamar, you'd get thirty to forty carries in the game. And you got about 10, I think, total. Yeah, yeah. And okay, and you say panic down 17, nothing. Man, you got to have some faith in your defense, too. Like, okay, we can still stick with our game. Well, they were never, they weren't down 17. There was only 14, 7. 14, right. So there's no reason to panic when you've got the best defense in football. I know they didn't start well, but 
you got to have some faith that we can stick with our game plan with what we do best and run that, uh, you know, our defense is going to give us a chance and hold these guys down. They're going to figure it out. So poorly, very poorly coached game by Harbour. It kills me to say it, but awful job of coaching. <laughs> the Chiefs coaching staff completely outcoached the Ravens coaching staff. Tough day at the office for Harbaugh. Yeah. Completely, a, completely agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame. <laughs> I know it kills you to say that, Senior. So <laughs> we appreciate the honesty here, and I know the listeners do as well. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, really fascinating game with Detroit going into San Francisco. Uh, Detroit... Get tale of two halves here. Detroit came out uh, poised to shock the world. They came out and dominated, dominated this game big time. Um, right from the right from the opening from the opening drive, jumped out to a big a big lead. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I, it was 24, 24 seven at halftime. I thought I thought the game was pretty much over. Um, in our chat, I actually, to give you an idea of how I thought Brock Purdy played in the first half, I openly questioned whether they would go to Darnold. <laughs> um, which, Good thing they didn't take that suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't suggest it. I was just asking the question, Senior. Um, but I will say what happened What happened next, we, we, we talked about this a little bit. So 24-7 at halftime. The Niners get the ball to start the half, and Detroit holds them to three. 24-10. Still, did not, did, that three did not feel like a win for the Niners. It felt like they really needed to come out and get seven. Detroit's offense, specifically their running game, the whole first half could do whatever they wanted. They were picking up every third down. They had long ball control drives, so the, the Niners getting that three felt like who cares? It's 24-10. Now Detroit's going to go on a long ball control drive. Detroit drives it into field goal range, fourth and three. And, you know, Big Dan, who actually kicked a field goal on fourth and two or three in the first half, decided to go for this one. And um, I know that's what they've done all season. In the moment, it felt like it felt like in that situation, you take the three, you take the three to go up three scores. Um, you got a quarter and a half left, up 17, feeling pretty good. And the thing that was concerning when he did it was if they if they get stopped, this could be like a huge momentum swing, right? Give the Niners life where they have no life. Well, that's exactly what happened. The Niners stopped them on fourth down, come down. Get a touchdown on a um, there's a miraculous catch by Brandon Ayuk there where Purdy it really it should have been picked hits the defender in the helmet uh, Canseco esque bounces right to Brandon Ayuk that seemed to get Purdy going who played a uh, fabulous game after that moment and 24-17 kickoff momentum is now swung stadium is in a um, is, is, is getting uh, the fans are, are back in the game. Kickoff first play for the Lions. Next drive, Jameer Gibbs fumbles, touchdown, 24 24. 
And the Niners, the Niners go on to win 34-31 with Campbell again down three with about eight minutes left in field goal range, choosing to go for fourth and three instead of tying the game, not getting it, giving up a touchdown. Um, so that when the Lions scored their touchdown, kind of similar to the Ravens, they're down 10, the two-score two score game instead of a one-score game, have to rely on an onside kick. There was also, I'm trying to recap the whole game here, so <laughs> one more questionable decision by Big Dan. Um, they're driving and they're driving down 10, and they have third and goal from the one. They have all three timeouts. There's under two minutes left. So, you know, if you have all three timeouts, you can call those timeouts and force a punt. Um, in that situation, most coaches are not running the ball there because if you get stopped, you have to call the timeout, and now you're going to have to rely on an onside kick. Campbell runs. He brought in Montgomery, who I don't think had been in the game either, which kind of telegraphed the run. Runs, gets stopped, they call timeout, they get a touchdown on the next play, then they don't recover the onside kick and the game's over. So, real, real tough loss for the Lions. Amazing second-half performance by Purdy and the Niners. But I think coming out of this game, the story of the game is that for the gambler, you know, some like, a, you know, any gambler, right? You're going to have hot and cold streaks and Big Dan rolled snake eyes three times in a row here with his gambles. And I think, I mean, it caught to me, to me, it cost him the game. I think any, any one of those three, they probably, they, 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 they're more than likely at least have a chance to win the game. Right. So that's, that's my take. Senior went first for Ravens Chiefs. So John, what was your take? Well, I was I, I was shocked that the the Niners only put up a seven uh, in the, in that first half because Detroit, you know, their defense uh, hasn't been overpowering even in the games they won versus the, you know they gave up you know points to the Rams and the uh, the the Bucks who uh, you know lesser offenses than the Niners. So that was shocking. So at the end of, so at the end of the half. Uh, when it's 21-7 and it's uh, you know fourth down, I was like, oh, Campbell finally gets it, or where he went for the, or he went for the field goal. I'm like, oh, you see, he recognizes the game situation, go up three scores, and then in the, in the third quarter, you know, the same situation, although the field goal was a little further out, and uh, he, he obviously is not too confident in his kicker. His kicker is mediocre, badly, but still, it was under 50, under 50, a 45, no, a 45, 46-yard field goal. It's so huge because it there's there's like five minutes left in the third and and if you go back up seventeen you're back to square one at the half the Niners look up at the score but they're like geez we're down three scores and we and you know the time is ticking we we already blew half a quarter and and we're still at the same spot so psychologically that that would have, that would have been a killer so that that's the one that that really that really sticks out. Uh, more than the uh, the other one where, where but but even even the second one. Where, where you know that if you miss that fourth down, your defense is, is not stopping them anymore. So you, you're going to go down to two scores, and that's exactly what happened on the on the second one. But that yeah, that that first one really bothered me. If, if this you know if we were doing this show show Monday, I, I'd be be tearing up Campbell. But you know a couple of days to think about it, and uh, you know you really you really got to respect them because 
what is that? What is everybody talking about? You know, after the game in all week, all everybody's talking about is Dan Campbell. Nobody's talking about Reynolds dropping the friggin' huge fucking balls right in his hand. Nobody's talking about Gibbs fumbling. Nobody's talking about that shitty defense. So at least you know, Campbell is what he is, and uh, you know he takes responsibility and, and puts it all on him. And if you're a player, you gotta love that. Like like uh, Goff was was praising him, saying you know we're behind them and. Uh, uh, you know, we're glad, you know, we definitely want to go for it and we should, we should have converted it. So, so the players love playing for him. So he's got that in his favor, but, but still uh, when he gets in these situations in the future, he's got to, you know, he, he's, he's got to realize that a, a little discretion, uh, you know, sometimes brain over the, uh, you know, over the guts and, and, and also it, it's, you know, you can, he can say, Oh, analytics, 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 but, but but for me, there's a better chance of, of, of kicker of kicking a field goal. There's a better chance of winning, whatever percentage, whatever computer you want to put it in. For for, for me, the percentage is better if you go up 17. That that the that the field that the kicker is going to convert that 46 yarder, 70, 80 percent or whatever. There's a better chance of that and, and winning the game than of of the 60 percent or whatever converting that fourth down. So. And I mean, the the last one. Um... Down yeah. three. Yeah, because like I mean, that, I thought their defense wasn't stopping them anymore. Their defense was cooked. Yeah, and, and, and the, Niners were, the Niners were rolling. So, so you missed that, and yeah, and you're going down two but, scores. And like, it's not like it's fourth and goal at the one or whatever. Like, yeah, even if they got three, it, yeah. uh-huh. no, but that like even if they picked it up, they still like there's still like a pretty good chance they're gonna have to take three. Down, like, right, like they still, right. it's they're at the thirty yard line, so it's like it's an unnecessary risk. You have to tie the game there. You have no choice but to tie the game there. And I'll, I re, I, I respect him for what he. I mean, he's turned that team around. And I mean, those guys would run through a wall for that guy. I mean, he's got to probably be the best motivator in the whole NFL. And I mean, their fans. I felt so bad for their fans. Their fans are incredible. They freaking like. They freaking yeah. like sold out, sold out. <laughs> to watch it game yeah. on TV. And, um, but it's just, and you hate to criticize the guy senior, but it's, it's one of those, it's kind of unfair to the players kind of, you know, you got to give the players a, a chance to win the game. And it, uh, those, those decisions were just so bad. I think Lilo's concurring. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was too bad. You know, and how about the first one? Like at the end of the half, when he took the field goal, first he was going for it, and then you saw him change his mind and give the field goal signal. Who knows if they go for that and get a touchdown? Does it change the game? You know, there's all kind of things. And then the one, the the first one that they went for, well, you know, you can you can bash the Campbell decision, and that's fine. But the execution wasn't there. You know, uh, the ball was. The ball was right in Reynolds's hands. I mean, Reynolds is a big a bit of a goat. Dropping that one and dropping the big third down one that he dropped, yeah, was big. That you know, as I questioned the Harbor uh, play calling, you know, why did they get away so far away from the running game in the second half? What's the matter, Lilo? Just a second, guys. Yeah, so that you know that I believe they only ran the ball eight times in the second half after rushing for like 160 yards yep. or whatever in the first half. It's a it was a tough one for the Lions, but they you also got to think Dan learns from this. You know, there's no way he's going anywhere. I mean, he's 
you know, they'd be a mutiny if they ever did anything, even thought about getting rid of him. So hopefully he learns from this and they come back stronger next year. They've, they've got it's a gotta lot be to scary do. though, because uh, he even said, he said, we may never not, might not get back into this place. With, of course. I mean, he was, he was being too honest because yeah, you never especially, know. Yeah. Because you see Jordan love, you the Bears are going to have, you know, pick, you know, Williams may be a star or whatever, the, you know, whatever's going on with the, they do with their picks. And, and and the Vikings were tough this year. So he was brutally honest. He said, we may not get back. And, and he yeah, may be right. He was heartbroken, no doubt. Yeah. I mean. And it, bro- it broke so well for them to get there, too, with the Eagles. Right. Uh, you know, got, the, got, the Eagles the and the Cowboys games. both folding like yep. pancakes. And they got the two home games, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but. All, all the focus in talking about the Lions, I'm going to take a little bit of a different angle and talk about the Niners a little, the team that won the game. Yep. Um, shocking how much you said how their offense didn't produce in the first half, but you know we think of the we think of that 49er defense as being Oof. really, really good. And two weeks, two God. weeks in a row, first half. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got more than. You know, I mean, you hear the th- stuff about their their big weakness this season was uh, that they get running plays on the perimeter. They had they had a lot of trouble stopping. They were one of the worst teams in the league at stopping the run outside. But they also got gashed between the tackles. Montgomery was very successful running between the tackles in the first half. So that's concerning, and that's yeah. that's that's really surprising. Chase Chase Young every time he just does that uh, that outside rush and uh, he yeah he doesn't the, set the edge then, you know yeah. that that uh, that's a fundamental exactly yeah the exactly. The, uh, the the Bears traded for the correct uh, commander's yeah. defensive lineman is yeah, I think yeah. yeah I mean Young Young looked a little better when it was when when it was a one hundred percent passing situations but I mean he was yeah, almost yeah. playable against the run they were just yeah. running right at him he's awful yeah. yeah. And the, my other thing is uh, a guy who I always defend, who I think gets a bum rap. It's the, finally getting a little respect after that performance in the second half, Purdy. All the narratives you hear about him being a gay man, like, like idiot Cam Newton coming out this week and saying he's just a game manager. And now his, his latest comment today was he's not among the top 10 players on the 49ers. I mean, what the heck kind of stupidity? Who the heck is Cam Newton to be saying stupid? I guess he wants to be in the news after this kid put on an absolute show. And, and that's after that lucky pass, he was unbelievable. How many, how many third downs would he make the perfect decision, pulling, pulling the ball down and really making good plays with his legs, getting first down and how many big time throws did he make? And now all of a sudden we're starting to hear these statistics that we, you know, like they say, he's just a check down, Charlie. You know, you just you just throw it underneath to McCaffrey or Debo, and they turn a two yard pass into a twenty five yard gain. That happens sometimes, but I'm going to throw you some statistics that I've heard this week that back up my man Brock. Um, he was sixth in the NFL in completions of that when you're throwing a ball fifteen yards downfield or more. And percentage-wise, the league average completion percentage for balls thrown 15 yards downfield or more is 47%, and he led the league at 67%. This kid's not a check-down Charlie. This 
he, he's got balls. Sometimes maybe he's a little too risky. He's a little bit of a gunslinger, but you gotta, they gotta start giving this kid some respect and saying, you know, you gotta, you gotta cast aside the fact that he was the last guy picked in the draft. If he was the number one pick in the draft, he would be a major success right now. I mean, you gotta, you gotta start giving, they gotta start giving credit where credit's due. Two weeks in a row, he's shown the clutch gene as well, and won games in the, when it counts the most. I mean, getting your team into the Super Bowl, coming through in crunch time, making all the plays. So good for yeah. Brock Purdy. I'm really happy for him. And there's a lot of bad. I'm not saying he's Pat Mahomes or or Josh Allen or anything, but he's clearly a top ten quarterback in the NFL who delivers in the clutch, unlike. The guy from the Ravens, say, you know, who just croaked in the clutch. This kid's got this kid's got some moxie, and no matter how far they were behind, you looked at him. He's kind of unflappable. He's he had that cool demeanor. He never looked like he was panicking. So, kudos to the Brock star. You think he's better than Goff? I know you like Goff yeah. too. I was wondering which yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Who do you think the best quarterback in the game was? Yeah, yeah, Brock was better. But but Goff is good too. Goff is another guy that's underrated. I think he what he if you go back to you know the old Goff, okay, but he's matured and become a really good player. Brock's gotten there a lot quicker, you know. Brock's yeah. really good already. Yeah, and I think I think so. I, I get I get the criticism because he I I agree with you that he played really good in the clutch the last two games. Um, he started out like shit in both in both games and. Um, lucky that it didn't cost them this game. I mean, he was horrible in the first half of this game. And if that Ayuk pass gets intercepted, the game's over pretty much. Right. So it's a, um, probably everybody's got a few of those what ifs in them. Right. But he still delivers. He he makes a whole, he makes a whole lot of like He's going to have to clean that up for them to, for them to win the next game. He can't come he can't come out and just totally shit the bed in the set in the first half for, you know, again, against that team. Most likely, most likely it doesn't, it's, it's tough. It, it doesn't put your team in a good, in a good position, obviously, if you're, if you're a hideously slow starter in the biggest games of the season, but he played, he played fantastic in the second half of this game. And he's just a kid. I mean, he is, just, he's just a kid. And I, you know, I did see, um, I think maybe Emmanuel Acho, somebody like that put up the stat the, the the most important stat is winning right and i think his record now as a starter is uh, 18 and 5 and so you say well he's no mahomes he's no josh allen etc um and what acho said that i agree with is like with the rec how much better could the record be right if it was josh allen would they be would they be 24 and 0 probably not right uh, so and his, his postseason record's even better so he's fin- so he's very he's he's a good he he's he has a good team around him that's not his fault. He's a he he's a good quarterback and he's a perfect he's a perfect quarterback for this system. Um and now he's he gets a chance, right? I mean he he has a chance to beat the best quarterback of his generation, which is Patrick Mahomes. So um kudos to Purdy. It's a weird thing because it's almost there's criticism, but then at the same time, the guy is going to finish like at worst, right? Third in the MVP voting. So like, it's not like people, people don't think he's good. It's, 
it's I, I, I think it's the, the, the MVP thing, right? And people looking like I think what Cam what Cam is kind of saying is, you know, you could put you could put Kirk Cousins back there. You could put a number of other quarterbacks back there. And what Cam's saying is he thinks he'd get the same results. I don't know about that. Cam's also saying that he's just a game manager, which is bullshit, which is absolute bullshit. The the guy that I heard take that to task was Alex Smith of all people. He showed all these examples of remember the pass to the, the pass to Jennings the week before down the middle yeah, with Jennings on the went up. Third yeah, down. Yeah. Well, he, they show an overview of that, and he had two checkdowns. He could have went wide open on each side. He said a game manager throws one of those two passes, doesn't risk throwing throwing that, fitting the ball into that small, small window. This kid's not a – and then uh, what Alex Smith went on to say was he pointed out all the statistics, throwing it downfield. He said, I'm the president of the game manager quarterbacks club. And Brock Purdy is not being admitted. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's a it's a it's a kind of in the eye of the beholder. Like, what's a game manager, right? Alex Smith was a fantastic quarterback yeah, too. I don't yeah, think a about... guy that always plays it safe. You know, doesn't really throw the ball down. That's that's how you look at a game manager, right? Doesn't take any chances. It will always take the short check down. End out kicking a field goal. It's okay. You know, you get your touchdowns when you can. You're real careful. You don't turn the ball over. You don't lose the game for your team, but you don't win it. To me, that's a game manager. This kid's not a game manager. This kid's more of a gunslinger than a game manager. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, the kid, the guy he most reminds me of, um, just style-wise, he remind, he's got some he's got some Eli in him, John. Yep. He really does like where with a little more of, he busted out some, some runs though. It's uh, oh yeah. Great. Those were great decisions. So so that shows that he could do it. You know, he could do it when it's, when it's needed. Uh, He he doesn't just do take unnecessary chances. So, but, but this was, uh, you know, like a life or death, uh, you know, elimination situation. So he busted out all the stops. And he looked pretty athletic running, you know, he really did. He didn't look like, I've been critical, but he was, he was, he was impressive in this game. Uh, I'm starting to turn around a little, he's got to clean it up, but he he kept it down to one turnover. But this is a situation where if he, if he gave up a, you know, that second turnover, that would have cost him that game. So he was, uh, he was uh, play, playing under real critical circumstances. You know, yeah, and I like, mean, once they went down to seventeen. And we'll talk. Of, we'll we'll talk about the Super Bowl next week. But yep. as great as Mahomes is, you would expect the nine just based on what we've seen out of the Chiefs, right? You would expect the Niners' defense to have a little bit of a better <laughs> performance than they did against the Lions. Like I think the Lions probably have just more. Yeah. More more weapons, right? The the, the Chiefs and yeah, have, but you gotta you gotta be concerned if you're the Niners about your defense. This is two weeks in a row. They also got you know smoked in the first half the by the by the Packers too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't think they'll yeah. shut the Chiefs down like the Ravens did. But um, I mean, the 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 Niners might not need 34 again to win <laughs> 28. Maybe we'll mm. see. It's a real it's a real interesting real interesting game. Um. You know, going into it, Purdy playing a clean game would be would be huge because you you have to expect Mahomes to play a clean game. That's the thing that makes him so incredible is that he takes he takes as many chances as anybody pushing the ball downfield and he like never throws interceptions. Purdy 
has, you know, makes a lot of really great throws, but it does seem like two or three times a game pushing the ball downfield, he serves them up a little bit, which is a normal thing, right? Josh Allen does the same thing. Um, But it's, uh, that's why I say if he can play a clean game, I mean, they're really, really tough to beat if they don't turn the ball over. So it's going to be real interesting. Looking forward to it. We had a little, some coaching carousel stuff. So the, the Ravens defensive coordinator, McDonald, is now going to be coaching the Vikings. Um, I think no, that's Seattle. A, Seattle. Seattle, that's Seattle. what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, M- Mike McDonald, uh, what a fool believes. Yes. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> little Yacht Rock humor there. The, um, so I think that that's a, that seems to be a good good hire. He's a young guy. That that was a great defense. Um, and then the, the head scratcher. And John, I, I, I'm sure it pains you to keep Dan Quinn in the division, but uh, Dan Quinn, after giving up a, a 48 burger in the in the playoffs to the Packers, um, is rewarded with the head coaching job of the of the Commanders. Um, the Commanders, a franchise that, and I'm sorry, Scott, if you listen, but a franchise that has been not able to get out of their own way for the better part of 25 years here. Um, Kind of continues that. I saw. I don't know if you guys are both familiar with the meme of the the older guy holding up the shirt for Christmas, and it's the same shirt that he's got on. I, <laughs> I saw. I saw that meme, which in, in with the caption of the commander switching from Ron Rivera to Dan Quinn. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could criticize because uh, out of the uh, the four coaches, uh, uh, two of them have been to all three of them have been to a Super Bowl and, and one uh, McCarthy has actually won one so the only one that hasn't is uh, my coach of the Giants so. uh, Quinn, bl- Quinn blew a Super Bowl well he got there though you got to give him credit for getting there but, <laughs> so but, yeah, I guess the, everybody the, focuses on the negative but, yeah. the one I really don't understand is Mike Vrabel like I mean yeah, do you I think don't... he didn't want that job? Like, on on what planet would 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 you hire hit Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel? It just doesn't make sense. And Bill, I, I don't understand. Him. At least with Bill, Bill's in his seventies, and I mean the Patriots were friggin' horrible this year. Like, yeah. I, and then he, you know, he's gonna want to probably have some more control, and he's more costly. Oh yeah, that, that's what spooked the uh, the Falcons. Uh, they 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 want no part of that. The, the the GM and all those guys want want to hold on to their jobs. They they know Bill would you know be cleaning house, and you know he he needs a certain amount of control. So, but the, it's just the Rabel one. It, you, you wonder. Did he? Did he? Does he want the year off? Because Probably, otherwise, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't yeah. make sense because he's a we great. We certainly young haven't coach. seen the end of Mike Grable coaching in the NFL. We know. Yeah. Hey, and in a, tw- a little twist of irony there, um, Mike McDonald, the youngest coach in the NFL, replaced the oldest coach in the NFL, yep. Pete Carroll. And Gerard Mayo, the second youngest coach in the NFL, replaced the second oldest coach in the NFL. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. Youth movement. <laughs> And then yes. um, another interesting hire was the Steelers bringing in um, Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. <laughs> um, another, another, like we we call this the Patricia Zone, right? Very, very similar. The Dan Dan Quinn's the ultimate example, right? Because it's exactly the same thing as Patricia, where in his final game as defensive coordinator. He trotted a defense out there that couldn't stop a Pop Warner team and cost his, de- cost his team a playoff game or Super Bowl. 
but then becomes a head coach. So I would be totally shocked if it works out with Dan Quinn and Arthur Smith, kind of a similar situation here. You had the Falcons spend top 10 picks on skill position guys three years in a row and had one of like one of the worst offenses in the NFL. And I know that's a, you know, they didn't, didn't have a quarterback, but isn't part of his job to develop a quarterback. Um, so the Steelers whose offense was already, was pretty anemic. I guess he can't be worse than Canada, but the guy who had taken over for Canada, who was that? Was it Barry or something? I forget his name. Um, they had been a little bit better. Brady was it Brady? Yeah, Joe Brady. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had been a little bit better and thought maybe, hey, I mean, they made the playoffs. Maybe, maybe he would be the man. But something they liked what they saw in Arthur Smith. So, well, you said the, the, what's the equation in both uh, in both of the teams is is the quarterback, like you said. So, uh, you know, maybe if they replace Pickett, if they if they come up with somebody, uh, Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> he was their best quarterback last year. Clearly. Yeah, I mean he, he was real, but he really laid an egg in that playoff. Maybe game. if they let Russ Cook, he was but, still uh, head and shoulders better than the other two. I, I saw the favorites to let Russ Cook as uh, Atlanta. I mean that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I've also seen I've seen some rumors about Denver trading up, trading trading into that Bears slot. Wow. Two first, two seconds, and Pat Sertan, I think, was what uh, I saw. Yeah, that's going to be interesting, yeah. Uh, that would be the Bears keeping fields. That would be the Bears keeping fields. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, hot off the presses this afternoon, um, it looks like the Raiders are going to bring in Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Another move I question. <laughs> See, sometimes these guys, when they... Like I, 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 I like the move better when it's like failed head coach goes back to being a coordinator. It seems to work out more than the other way around. Quinn is the other way around, right? But like so maybe Arthur Smith and you know, you see like you say, you saw it, John, you said it earlier with Steve Spagnolo failed as a head coach. Obviously a great coordinator. Superb coordinator, yeah. Matt Matt Patricia failed as a coordinator, failed as a head coach, and then failed as a coordinator again. <laughs> as an offense and defensive coordinator. <laughs> the but, he, but the difference there is he has NASA to fall back on. Oh, God, oh, God, God. help us. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be on that ship. Lost in space. Yeah, lost in space. Lost in space. That's a perfect <laughs> The jokes write Matt themselves, Matt John. Patricia and, and Dr. Smith. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, on that note. On that note. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, abridged version of the uh, of the show tonight. We will be back with a full uh, full preview of the Super Bowl. We are here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network, where I do one other show. It's called Talking Docs. We just dropped our uh, last episode of Series 2, which was a, about animals. And we did the fun March of the Penguins documentary. So there's myself, Jennifer Smith, and um, Logan Crossland. John, any any anything you're listening to or watching here on North South? Uh, our, our boy Ryan and uh, and Graham Cawthon did the viewers' choice of the uh, the recent Royal Rumble, which I was in attendance for, which was pre- pretty good and a great weekend. And so check that out. Yeah, John, you got to see the, you know, the CM Punk injury. 
Uh, no surprise there. But, yeah. <laughs> lo- lo- lovely weekend at St. Pete. I missed you guys. <laughs> missed you too, John. Missed you too. And see, senior, as, as seniors mentioned, there are cer- certain things you can't miss, and Cooley's return to practice. Uh, that, was, that was epic. It, it was amazing. Uh, that <laughs> I, I, was incredible. <laughs> I, I was watching the, it, at a sports bar, and a, and a, and a guy who wasn't too uh, keen on, uh, on college basketball was like, is this a playoff game? This, <laughs> is this the Big East? Or what's, what's going on? And then he saw the record. He's like, why are they going so crazy? Georgetown is like one in seven. I was like, ah, you know, I had to explain to him the whole thing. He was like, oh, I understand. He was like, damn, the Fryer fans are bananas. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> we don't have we don't have a ton going on here in Rhode Island. <laughs> no, we, we do have a great fan base. Yeah. Uh, that was that was like a playoff atmosphere. That was incredible. Man. That was yeah. beautiful. And Devin Carter is uh, just uh, terrific. Man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we gave Chad Campbell a treat for his uh, first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had a ball. <laughs> and on, the, on that note, for John and for Senior, I'm the Cowboy and I'm out. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the Pro Bowl, which we intentionally did not preview. Harbaugh. <laughs>